Bowl season is about to get real. Good Friday afternoon, football fans. I am Drew Fucking Coach. And I am Philip Fizzy Barton. And welcome to Fluffy and Fizzy Sports Lines. How are you doing today, Fizzy? I'm doing good there, uh, Fluffy. Sounds like you, uh, you're you taking the show on the road today. I am taking the uh, show on the road today. I'm on I-85 right now. Heading my way to see my good buddy Fizzy this week. But, you know, you know, a lot of traffic. Try not to get too crazy right now, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely take your time. Uh, uh, you're already recording a podcast. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, when you folks out there driving for the holidays and stuff like that, please be safe because there are some crazy sons of bitches out there today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you are new to our program, you, we talk about the three finest things in the world. We talk, we talk about beer, cigars, some good old college football. How are you feeling about that today? Uh, it's as good as a Friday of any is to uh, have a little bit of both, you know. I uh, have a little bit of all three. We got, a, we got a football game. Well, I guess you can call it a football game on right now. I got a nice, <laughs> co- <laughs> I got a nice cold beer, and um, I'm going to have me a cigar when we're done here. I'm going to step outside uh, not too cold, so I'm gonna take advantage of that. It's actually like at least here on the east coast because I I was just down in uh, Pensacola, leaving, and I'm in Georgia now. My wife's up in Virginia, and it seems like it's just a warm front hitting, uh, in our little region here. Where it's just it's not cold at all. What the heck is going on with the weather, man? I don't know, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect weather to smoke a nice cigar and not freezing our time. That's it. <laughs> So, we got a good show for you guys today. Um, I'm not going to talk about a beer I'm drinking right now, because, like, uh, <laughs> like Fizzy had mentioned, I am on the road right now. I'm doing some travels. Uh, so, But I will talk about a beer I had last night before I left. And it's at McGuire's Brew Pub down in Pensacola. And they brew their own beer at this brew pub. And I had, I've had their, they had a stout there that's been awesome. And they've had a red ale that's awesome. But I had a light ale yesterday. And I was, you know, I was trying to keep it light yesterday. And all of a sudden, I, I, I only had one. I was like, oh, my God. This thing almost knocked me off the head. It was a light beer, too. I didn't, I didn't know <laughs> So what kind of beer are you drinking today there, Bart? I am, uh, after, a couple, after a couple weeks of uh, legal remedy and things like that, I'm going back to Charleston, back to the Holy City Brewing Company, and drinking a Pluff Mud Porter. It's a... Uh, yeah, Pluff Mud. It's actually, uh, it says it's a mixture of dirt and water indigenous to the marshes of the South Carolina Low Country. But, ah. uh, yeah, but um, actually, to be honest with you, it's it's not bad. It it tastes like straight coffee. I mean, it tastes like black coffee, uh, just to simplify the <laughs> taste. I mean, that's, you know, if, if, you, if you like that coffee flavor, then, then this is definitely the beer for you. Uh, 5.5. So is it more like a breakfast stout? Is it more like a breakfast stout or something like that? Yeah, I yeah, I guess you could say that. It's um like I said, I, black coffee is what I'm getting. Like it doesn't really have a <laughs> it doesn't really have a sweetness, it doesn't really have any kind of nutty flavor or anything to go with it. It just to me it's got an aftertaste of black coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for those people who do like that kind of taste, I'm sure, especially those like morning coffee drinkers, I'm sure it's like the better nightcap for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh yeah, and I I mean, I'm absolutely going to I'm going to, you know, finish up my six pack of it it's you know it's it's definitely a good beer <laughs> yeah not i mean all beer is good beer. <laughs> unless we're talking heineken and 
Heineken. <laughs> well, you know, you and me have been deployed, you know, a lot, a lot of those Europeans stay in a lot of countries. That's all they had is Heineken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you'll make do, but then you got to get another. As soon as another option comes up, you're like, okay, that, get away from Heineken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> overseas, okay. overseas, Miller Lite, Natural Lite, things like that. Are considered imported beer. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. But uh, it's just new, it's just new territory for us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so while I sip on this pluff mud, I think I'm gonna ri- light up something that pairs very well with it. A uh, Cao Brasilia. Okay, this this is a full body cigar. Uh, Brazilian Maduro uh, wrapper, which is going to have some, uh, it's going to have a touch of like kind of a cocoa chocolatey flavor to it. Uh, Nicaragua filler binder. This is full. It's a full flavored cigar. I mean, it's, it's earthy. It's going to have a long toasty finish, a lot of smoke output, but uh, I'm more of a medium cigar, cigar guy. You know, I, I, every once in a while, I like a full body, full flavored cigar, but this is um, this was definitely worth a try. Uh, as I was reading about it, it got a 90 plus rating from you know cigar aficionado and numerous cigar outlets, um, and and I think it's definitely worth it. It's it's probably one of the best full body cigars I've ever tried. So. Nice. Save me one when I get there. Then. Well, I, I got <laughs> one, but I smoked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we got the beer now. We got the cigar. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Full season is in full effect on last leg. You got this weekend. You got you got the New Year's bowls coming up. I uh, especially tomorrow. Tomorrow is the big day, though. You got the college football playoffs. We'll get into those uh, towards more towards the end. Uh, if you're not if you're not uh, as been keeping up with the show, uh, we've had a little bit of a rough patch in our bowl picks. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I started out. Uh, I believe it was ten and one, and you started out nine and two. And I went ahead and counted the Auburn game because we're both going to lose that. They're up fifty six to seven at halftime right now. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, so a- after this Auburn game, I will be thirteen and seven, and you will be twelve and eight. <laughs> Yeah, what I don't. We really shit the bed this week on picking bowl games. You know, at least I at least I held my stance of like being one game behind you in our little. Well, you, you uh, gained you, you gained one game on me because right off the get go, uh, I was at ten and I was at ten and one. You were at nine and two. I think I got to eleven and one, and you got to nine and three. At some point, I had a two game lead on you, but you were able to close that yeah, gap back yeah. up. Yep. That's all that matters right now. Yeah. Don't, don't care about the record. Don't care about the record. I just got to save that magic. I just got to say one game ahead. One game ahead. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you start picking the same teams I'm picking, I'm just going to call and say you're forfeiting this match. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm in a little bit. Go ahead. I'm in brighter mood now. Wisconsin, you know, beat up on the U last night. It was a very nice, convincing win for me. A little bit, it didn't really savage the salvage the season, but it made me feel a little bit better in hopes for next year. Well, send those seniors off right, you know, especially, you know, not very often you get to crush the same team in a bowl game two years in a row. So, yeah, and <laughs> and, and you guys finished with eight wins, right? 
which I know the yeah yeah. Eight wins is I know you had you know higher expectations, but you know eight wins is 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 a decent season, and um, that's I'm hoping for eight wins tomorrow. Hope about this time tomorrow, I'm celebrating our eighth win. <laughs> Well, since I'm driving, you're going to be our little setup man. Usually, I am in situations. Yeah, I'm, but you're going to have to be the setup man. Gonna, Take the responsibility. Take the reins. I'm going to facilitate us through these bowl games because we got quite a few of them. Yeah, there's 16. Yeah, 16. Between Friday, was it Friday or tomorrow? And tomorrow and uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Tomorrow and New oh, Year's good. Day. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing after New Year's Day. I mean, I'm sure there is. I don't, I don't have the dates of all these games, but I'm sure there's a small game yeah. or something afterwards. But still a lot of bowl games. Yeah. Between now and then. So. But uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll just go ahead and start rolling right into it. Uh, we got the Arizona. Right ahead. Yeah, we got the Arizona Bowl. That's eight and four Arkansas State versus seven and five Nevada. Who you got in this one, Fluffy? I don't even know. Like Arkansas State, I I no idea how they play. Um. Nevada, you know, it's one of those Mountain West teams that's always very competitive in that conference. I'm going to go with Nevada just because I don't know at all what Arkansas State has done this year. And that's just basically just going off the game. Nevada tends to play a really good ball out in that Mountain West conference. I'm just going to pick the, the low pack from that one. Yeah. Um, both, both of these teams average about 30 points a game, and they both give up uh, around 26 points a game. Arkansas State's quarterback, uh, Justice Hansen, He's had a really good season. I mean, he's thrown for 3,100 yards, 27 touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to pick Arky. I'm going to pick Arkansas State to uh, win a high score. Okay, so we're split on that one, so I can probably get within within a tying distance there. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> we're not going to pick all the same games, at least for now. For now. All right. All right, so what's the next one we got? So the next one I'm rolling with is uh, the Belk Bowl. That's uh, seven and five, South Carolina, taking on seven and five, Virginia. Now I wanna, I wanna pick South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I do. It all depends on which, uh, Brand, uh, what's it, uh, Brantley? Bentley, the quarterback. What's your quarterback? <laughs> yeah, it all depends on how he plays. Cause he's, when he's hot, he's hot. When he's cold, he is ice cold. Yeah. And Virginia of late has been playing really good. Um, they couldn't close it out against Virginia Tech, which is very disappointing if you're a Cavalier fan because, you know, they still have like 17 wins in a row yeah. for some crazy number. Uh, but I think they can pull up the bowl game against you guys. And as, as much as it pains me to go against you on this one, I'm going to go with the Cavaliers in this one. Just, just for the fact that I can't really put my money on your quarterback right now. Hmm. You're going to regret that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Virginia started out six and two, and went one and three to finish the season. Uh, South Carolina's decimated on injuries. You're going to have no Debo Samuel. Uh, I agree with you that Jake Bentley is going to be the key to this game. Uh, three again, uh, on paper, a solid season. Almost three thousand yards, twenty-seven touchdowns, eleven hundred yards, twelve touchdowns over his last three games including the 500-yard, five-touchdown picking apart of Clemson. Uh, South Carolina's won five out of their last six bowl games. Virginia has lost 13 straight bowl games. So, I'm going with my Gamecocks in an extremely close game. 
it's gonna be. A, it's, I think it'll probably be one of the better pool games we actually watch, just because it's one of those. It's one of those games like it's not very high profile, but if you're like paying attention to the scoreboard um, while you're watching some other game. You're like, huh, that's a pretty interesting game to watch. Yeah. So, but uh. But like I said, that game, that game's going to play on Bentley, regardless. Like that's that's what it's going to boil down to in this game. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, as we move on to, as we march on our bowl challenge, we have uh, Michigan ten and two versus the Florida Gators at nine and three. Fluffy, who you got? <laughs> if Florida had any kind of an offense, I'd say this would be a very competitive game. But Michigan, I think, was just, I think they're just going to dominate Florida. And it's, I don't even know if it's really going to be that close because Florida just does not seem to ever have an offense. They're starting to do better. Yeah. But they have to play, they have to play that Michigan defense. And yeah, they you know they crapped the bed against Ohio State, but that's a that's a very good Ohio State team to put the. I think I think they redeem themselves and end up and they and they run away with this game against Florida. Um, so Michigan season was kind of like a Oreo cookie. They they lost they lost the first game, they won ten straight, then they lost the heartbreaker to Ohio State. Uh, I just I Michigan Michigan just has they have a number of players sitting out this bowl game. Um, yeah, and Florida, despite their offensive woes, they have two really good running backs, Michael Piron and Jordan Scarlett, who both have over seven hundred yeah. yards apiece. Um, I, I'm going with Florida in this one. I think Florida's going to get it done. I think Florida's defense is going to hold is going to hold uh, Michigan's offense at bay, and I think Florida can do. I think they're going to do just enough to win. Hey, we're three games in. We're part of three all three games. So yeah, yeah. So uh, let me ask you this: uh, on air executive decision, the next two games for tomorrow are the Cotton Bowl and Orange Bowl. Or the semifinal games. Do you just want to wait to talk about them wait last? The All right. So we're yeah. gonna to move to the holiday bowl then. We got uh Utah at nine and four and the Northwestern whoop 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 Wildcats at eight and five. Now this one's gonna be weird. This is gonna be a hard game to kind of judge off Because of. Northwestern, yeah, they're a very stout team, but they're playing against a spread offense in, in uh, Utah who can put up a lot of points. And, but Utah can be so hit or miss too. This is like a game for me. I, I want to pull for Northwestern, but I think Utah is going to be getting it. Okay. Well, we're on the same page with the Utah, uh, with Utah, but uh, but we're different in how they're going to get done. Uh, Northwestern's offense only averages about twenty-two points a game. They're not that great. They're not that great. Uh, Utah has one of the best defenses in the country. They're they're in top twenty in every single uh, defensive category. I think Utah wins this game pretty easily. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, Northwestern's offense, they can be really good, but they have they, they're playing ball control type offense. And I don't think they're going to do that against Utah's defense. Like you said, they're one of the best in the country. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the Gator Bowl, which I think this is a very interesting matchup. Uh, nine and three, North Carolina State versus uh, eight and four, Texas A and M. I just think this is going to be a really good matchup. You got a you got two really good offenses going against each other, but both teams have really good rush defenses. 
you know, and suspect Pat, they're kind of mirror images of each other. Um, who, what you thinking about this one? Uh, he just started collapsing on me when I started doing game picks on him. Mm-hmm. Um, A&M and Jimbo, and Jimbo's first year at A&M, I, I think they win this and they, and they end his first season as, as the Aggies coach on a high note and then build on the next year where they end up being more competitive in the SEC. I'm picking Texas A&M at this one. Yeah. Well, I just – I mean, I just kind of went over everything. NC State has a really good quarterback, Ryan Finley. He's going to be an NFL quarterback. Dude's completing 68%. He's thrown for almost 4,000 yards. They have a really good running back, Reggie Gillespie, who has 18 touchdowns. But Texas A&M has South Carolina – South Carolina, good Lord. Has the SEC's leading rusher. Uh, They they both have really good run defenses – they neither one have great pass defenses. I think at the end of the day, uh, A&M wins. Uh, I think that just looking at their schedule, their wins and even their losses are more impressive than, than uh, NC State's schedule. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with uh, A&M as well. Yeah. So They're just on the up and up right now. So. Yeah, yeah. I think Jimbo has actually done a really good job. It's uh, – you know, especially his first, his first year. Yeah, it's only his first year. So, but uh, as we move on, as we move on to the Liberty Bowl, we have one of, if not outside of uh, Alabama, maybe the hottest team in the SEC right now in the Missouri Tigers, uh, eight and four against uh, Oklahoma State, six and six. Uh, who who you got in this one? Well, ask me this: Is Drew Locke playing in this game? As far as I know. I haven't heard. I haven't yeah, heard that so, he's gonna sit. You know, I, I really again. This is Oklahoma State. What conference are they playing? Oh, the Big Twelve. No, no defense. Exactly. No defense. And you got, you know, Missouri tends to have a solid. Like they, they have an SEC defense. Like, but they're more a middle of the road type of that defense. But they have Drew Lockett quarterback, and he ends his he ends his tenure there in Missouri a high note to win. And he becomes the first quarterback drafted on the board in uh, in April. Well, I look at it like this. Everybody, Drew, Drew Lock gets the attention, right? Drew Lock, you know, everybody knows about yeah. him. Missouri has well, Missouri has almost twenty five hundred yards rushing and twenty six touchdowns on the ground. They they can yeah. they can run the ball. They can run the ball very good. Um, you know, in a situation like this, when you have two teams that could be considered kind of similar. You know, I, I always go with the hottest team. You know, I love going with the hot hand. Missouri's won five out of their last six. Their only loss was that controversial loss to Kentucky, a game they should have won. <laughs> and uh, Oklahoma State's lost five out of their last seven. So, I'm, I'm going to go with Missouri in this one. Oh, there you go, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what next piece? What's, what's the game we got next, Dave? Uh, we got a, the military bowl. We got a ten and two Cincinnati Bearcat team versus a six and six Hokey Hokey High of Virginia Tech. Yeah, uh, that, that's just plain and simple. You got. He's building that. 
actually winning that conference, I believe. And they're not that far off from next year and everything. So I'm a big Cincinnati. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. They 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 rushed the ball for about 238 a game. Virginia Tech's run defense is really bad. Uh, Cincinnati has – They were like maybe in the bowl game. Huh? Do what? I said they were even lucky to even get in the bowl game this oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah. They they should have lost to Virginia. But, you know, they, they ended up squeaking that one out. But um, – yeah. But Cincinnati has a, actually a really good – they have 26th-ranked pass defense, 8th-ranked rush defense. Um, I'm going to say Cincinnati wins this game. I'm going to say fairly easily. Yeah, I, I'm on board with you on that one. So, we started out, like, going against each other on the first three games. Now we're on the same time in the last four. Yeah, yeah so the first, the first three were against each other, and now we're last four. But let's see if that changes as we talk about the Sun Bowl. We got uh, the Stan- – the Stanford Cardinal, uh, eight and four against the ACC runner-up Pitt Panthers at uh, seven and six. <laughs> you know, it's sad when you say the Pitt Panthers were the runner-up when they had like they weren't even the best, like second best team in that conference. That's why it was Syracuse. I didn't think like, they were like what, like seven? Like yeah, I don't know, man. Like. I think Stanford ends up winning this game. I think uh, I believe Bryce Love is playing in this game, and I think he ends his career. Even though he had such a disappointing senior uh, senior year, I think he ends it on a high. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at Stanford's quarterback, uh, KJ Costello, 3,500 yards, 29 touchdowns. Yeah. He's, he's really come into his own. Pittsburgh's one of the most one of the most penalized teams in the country. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go. I'm just going to go with uh, Stanford. Um, I just think they're a better team than Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm on board with you. Now, a, a, a new bowl. We have the Red Box Bowl. 7-5 uh, and five Michigan State versus 8-4 and four Oregon. Uh, who are you going with him? I, I don't know, man. Like, Oregon, they seem like they're coming up, and then Michigan also seems like they're coming up. But Michigan has still had, like, a subpar season as well. But I think I'm going to go with Michigan. I'm going I'm to go with Sparty on this one. Okay. Uh, their quarterback, has been playing, he's been playing really well. He's been keeping up in the ball game for a lot of their games. They probably don't have a lot of talent as they're used to having coming out of uh, Michigan State. But I think they do pull off this victory uh, against Oregon. Uh, I'm going to go opposite on you. Um, you know, Justin Herbert's back. He's going to be all the difference against – it's a really good Michigan State defense. I'll give them that. But Michigan State's offense is yeah. just not good. Uh, they're 121st in the country in scoring. They're 115th in rushing. And I think Oregon, just the explosiveness of an Oregon offense, I think it's going to get the best of uh, Michigan State defense. I think Oregon wins – it's going to be kind of close. I, w- I would say like a 10-point type game. Yeah. So you're – it's like a, it's a lower, it's a lower level uh, Rose Bowl, basically. You got the back so, yeah. <laughs> so you're going with Michigan State. I'm going with Oregon. Yep. All right. Now here. this is the sweetest bowl there is out there, the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> uh, nine, <laughs> nine and four Texas, uh, and eleven and two Georgia. Um, I'll just go ahead and tell you, I think. I think Georgia's stable of running backs keeps everything fresh. 
Jake Fromm plays solid. He's going to hit some big throws. Uh, Texas' rush defense, they're decent, but I just think Georgia's run offense is going to get the best of them, and uh, I think Georgia's going to win this game. I think Texas keeps it somewhat close. Like you said, they have a solid run defense, but they haven't faced a running tandem that Georgia has. Yeah. You know, that that is probably that was probably the best one two punch in the country as far as Yeah, and not the not to mention and they have two they, more behind them that they can rotate out, you know, that Yeah. It's just a, it's just a, another running back uh, factory, you know, outside of Wisconsin. You know, let's throw that in there. But um <laughs> But you got probably the best running back tandem in the country. And then you have probably one of the top five quarterbacks in the country as well. Hands down, it's Georgia winning this game. Yep, so we agree on that one. Now on to the granddaddy of them all. The uh, Rose Bowl, 12-1 Ohio State, 10-3 Washington. Uh, Ohio State, since they lost to Purdue, now they've had some ugly wins, but since they lost to Purdue – but their wins nonetheless. Huh? I said, but their wins. Yeah, their wins nonetheless. They're. I mean, after that loss, they're they're one of the hottest teams in the country. Um, Dwayne Haskins has eleven touchdowns his last two games. I think more people expected the Washington offense to be more explosive than what it's been this year. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Ohio State. I think they I think they take care of the uh, the Pac-12 champion. Yeah, uh, I'm on board with you on that. Uh, Ohio State is uh, they're very hot right now. Dwayne Haskins, you know, Heisman finalist. He'll, uh, I'll take back my previous comment. He probably, if he decides to come out, he will be the first quarterback off the board, especially if he has a, a dominating performance in this bowl game. Um, and Washington doesn't have a – they have actually a solid defense. It's the fact that their offense just can't seem to put up points like we were expecting them to put up. Uh, I'm on board with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the So, Buckeyes. you know how we've picked Ohio State this year. So, that that means Washington probably wins by 30. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're totally right. You're totally right. We don't know how to get <laughs> So, uh, we're moving to the Fiesta Bowl and a very, very intriguing matchup. Uh, LSU at 9-3 and three versus, uh, depending on who you talk to, everybody's Cinderella in Central Florida at 13-0. and 0. <laughs> so, who are you picking in this one? Um, LSU. Uh, yeah, oh. LSU is uh. Is this conference? Wait, 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 is this conference pride? No, this is uh, this is research. This is researching <laughs> who I think is the better team. <laughs> uh, okay. Central Florida, they thrive on turnovers, but LSU is plus twelve in turnover margin. They take care of the ball fairly well. Um, Central Florida, they give yeah. up 196 yards per game rushing, and they've given up over 200 multiple times this year. Uh, again, I look at who LSU has played. I look at who Central Florida has played. Um, despite some of the inconsistencies of LSU offense, I just think at the end of the day they're the better team, uh, and uh, LSU wins it. See, your philosophy sounds sound. But I can't go against the goals. Oh, you're going to regret that one. I'm, I, uh, I am not going to regret <laughs> those. I am going to say they finished another perfect season and hopefully go into next year as a little bit more respect. 
and, and they win 28 games in a row. Boy, the 28 uh, it doesn't matter. It's going to be 25 and one. <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> no, no faith. Oh, I have plenty of faith in LSU. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't have any reason. I don't have any reasoning behind my pick, but I just I feel like they need to get their just you know it happened last year against Auburn. Why wouldn't it happen against another SEC team this yeah. year? Just I mean, yeah, I, I I get your logic, but I just think I just think LSU is just a much better team. Uh, so so we're oh, going man. to the we're we're going to the uh, Citrus Bowl. Uh, a surprising nine and three Kentucky against a nine and three Penn State team. Uh, where where are you looking on this one? No, Kentucky. Yeah, they probably should be eight and four. I'll give you that. Missouri lost. You know, I was really hyped on them. Um, I picked them to beat Georgia. I thought they could do it, and they after that they they kind of this is very disappointing in me. Um, I think uh, Trace McSorley is way too much for them. He's had time to heal up a little bit. And I, he has not, he, he's going to end his career on a high note. And he's going to be one of those quarterbacks in the draft that people are going to look like he put up these amazing stats and they're going to look at his size again because he's not the very tallest yeah. of guys. But you can't deny his stats, the fact that he won. He's going to be one of those quarterbacks in the draft that's going to be a steal for a team if he has the right coach and could end up being a legitimate starter in the league. All he does is win. He, he does it in so many different ways. He's like a Baker Mayfield. He can do all that. I'm gonna. I'm picking Penn State. I'm picking the Disney guys. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I'm gonna go with Penn State. Uh, you know, I mean, Kentucky has really good players on offense. Uh, obviously, Benny Snell, uh, Lynn Lynn Bowden, C.J. Conrad, who's tied in, who's probably gonna be playing in the NFL. And on defense, everybody knows about uh, yeah. linebacker, defensive end, Josh Allen. But I just go back to their offense. And as, as good as Benny Snell has been, uh, they're just not built to be an explosive offense. Uh, they didn't score over 28 points in any SEC games this year. Uh, I, I think that Penn State's going to get out on them early. And Kentucky's offense just is just not built to play from behind. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Trace McSorley, Penn State offense, I think they jump on them early. I don't I don't think that they're going to necessarily run away with it, but I think Penn State wins it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, a good, it was, it's been a really uh, interesting season for Kentucky because they had a shot at, you know, winning, being part of the SEC championship. But, you know, it just, it just collapsed at the wrong time this season. And hopefully that's something for them to build on for the years to come. Yeah, yeah. I think they definitely have – well, we'll see. Their their team's made up of a lot of seniors. And uh, I don't think they've really yeah. done a great job recruiting. So, we'll, we'll see what they do. I mean, you know, they they could they could be, you know, oh, uh, Stoops could have them built to stick around. Or this could be one of those, you know, just kind of flash in the pan years that you see teams have from time to time. Uh, yeah. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to the blooming onion versus the uh, coconut shrimp, the Outback Bowl. Uh, we got Mississippi. We got Mississippi State at eight and four, and Iowa at eight and four. Um, 
Fitzpatrick's had really an up and down year this year for Mississippi State as a quarterback. Like, there's been times where he's looked like unstoppable in games, and then there's like work that he has games because he completely disappears. Um, I want to say he comes back and uh, you know he caps his career off there, but I don't know it. I'm gonna pick him, but I'm just—it's gonna be one of those hesit- it's me being really hesitant about picking. I think this this is going to be an interesting battle of two really good defenses. Everybody knows, you know, about Mississippi, especially their defensive line, but their defense is really good. But Iowa's defense is good as well. I mean, they get turnovers. They don't give up explosive plays. But I'm I'm going to go with Nick Fitzgerald. I think I think he's he's going to lead the offense in a it's going to be a low scoring game. I think they're going to it's, and when I say low score, you know how low scoring is considered, you know, in today's football. I think that they're going to win. I think they're going to win, you know, like 21 to 17 type game. Yeah. That's surprising that it's that low sport. Yeah. So now, <laughs> who did, did you pick Iowa in that? Okay. Yeah. I thought so. I thought so. So who'd you pick? Oh, Can't I picked Mississippi State. Pick. I was I, okay. I, 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 I was sitting here watching the uh, the bowl games on, and I kind of zoned out because Purdue was actually running up the field. <laughs> so, I was like, "Holy shit, what are they doing? They're actually doing something." Um, so now to the college football playoffs. Uh, this first game shouldn't be much of a discussion. We have Notre Dame, who's twelve and zero; Clemson, who's thirteen and zero. As much as it pains me to say this, Clemson's defense is too good, even despite losing Dexter Lawrence. They have a kid behind him who's who's going to be outstanding in uh, Albert Huggins. But their defense is just too good. They have too many skilled players on offense. You know, Trevor Lawrence has quickly developed in one of, to one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Um, I think Clemson wins this game easily. I mean, very easily. Two or three touchdowns. Really? I, I See, I don't know if it's going to be like, – like, I want to say it's going to be a blowout like you're saying, but I, I just don't feel like it is. I, I feel like I feel like Notre Dame has enough talent to keep it somewhat close. Like, they're 13-point they're uh, dogs in this game, which I get why they're saying that, but I feel like they at least have some decent talent to keep it somewhat close. I think Clemson ultimately wins, but it's going to be a lot closer than you think. <laughs> I mean, I hope Notre Dame wins, but <laughs> oh, that's one I'll sacrifice. That's one I'll sacrifice for the uh, bowl challenge. That's a true. We're gonna move on to the Orange Bowl. Um, Oklahoma twelve and one, Bama thirteen and zero. Uh, what's what's you what's your thought process on this one, Fluffy? This is an interesting game because. Like, looking at it, like, the last time these two teams met was in the Sugar Bowl, what, in 2013, 2014 yeah. year? And, and uh, Oklahoma just ran over Alabama. I'm not saying that that's going to happen this time, but it's an interesting matchup with this because you got Kyle Murray, uh, Kyle Murray, who is probably the, one of the best, it's probably the best, like, running quarterback we've seen in this game in college football. In the last like 10, 15 years, since probably Eric Brown. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, and this guy has, and he just beats you because he, as soon as he gets that corner, he's gone. He, 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 you can have the perfect angle on him, and he will beat that angle almost every single time. But now, what conference? What conference does he so, play in? He plays in the Big Twelve. Now, this is this is an interesting fact and, that I looked up. Um, for all the hype that Oklahoma's offense gets with Kyler Murray, you know, they're averaging 49 points a game, 578 yards a game. Alabama's offense is only averaging about 40 points, uh, 40 yards less and two points less a game. They're averaging, um, they're averaging about 538 yards and 47, almost 49 if you round, I mean, 48 if you round it up, but they're averaging about 47 points per game. Defensively, they're only giving up 14 points per game, where Oklahoma is giving up 32. Uh, I I think yeah. as as long as and we'll talk about this later, but as long as two is healthy, uh, and it may not matter. Jalen Hurts has shown that he's more than capable, but I'll I'll say as long as two is healthy, I think Bama wins. Um, I mean it's not gonna be a blowout, but I think they'll win. You know, maybe a two score game. I think it's gonna be a close game. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game, but. Yeah, like you're saying, I think if Alabama can make a handful of – even just a handful of stops, because Bama's offense is going to put up points regardless anyway. And they have enough – they have talent on defense like like they always do. That if All they need to do is force a couple turnovers, get a couple stops, and have their offense keep putting up points, and that game is going to be over. Yeah, so – Now, it'll be, a close, it'll, it'll be a close game, but I pick your fan. So, we got uh... – so we, we both got a Bama Clemson national championship game. So for the fourth year in a row, they yeah they get to play to three three times in the national championship. Yeah, <laughs> talk about crazy rivalries. Sports. There we go. There's yeah, one. they're starting to become more of a rivalry uh, with Alabama than than they are with us. So, <laughs> but uh, so uh. Going from the bowl games, that's all our bowl predictions up through the semifinals. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about, I guess, to have pretty much an episode about the national championship. But uh, we'll move yep. into some news of the week. Uh, suspensions seems to be the word of the week. Uh, two yeah. two reserves <laughs> for Clemson were suspended for uh, PED use or Austrian or whatever. But a third guy who was very important to their defense, and Dexter Lawrence was suspended. Uh, what's what do you think about that? See, when they when they say substance, most people are thinking like drugs or something like that, or like legit PEDs, like steroids or something like that. Now, I'm not saying that this that the substance they got caught with is like a like it's probably honestly it's probably just a substance like they're taking like a protein shake or you know free workout or something like that, and it just pops up on a test. That's what a lot of these like. When people say, oh, they pop for PEDs. Yeah, they did, but it's nothing like the hardcore steroids like they did like in baseball, like like uh, Jose Canseco or anybody are doing. It's, pro- it's legit just probably a, like an ingredient in a, like a protein shake that they got that they're, you know, they're drinking, and it just pops but up you on think- this. Because, you know, there's so, many, there's so many ingredients in these proteins, and protein shakes or pre-workouts and all this, that you, sometimes you just don't read read all the damn ingredients and you don't realize like, oh, there's there's a banned substance in this thing. It's not like they give you, there's like three or, there's like a whole binder full of pages of how many banned substances there are. But who's gonna, how are you gonna know which 
one is just by looking at a freaking um, like a pack of protein or something. Well, that's that's why you have a training staff who's getting paid the money they're getting paid. They, you, you think these these guys You're are right. they're on such a, a a restrictive diet, and they're they're supposed to be watching so closely what's put in their body. They, I mean, do you think they couldn't go to one of their trainers if they're gonna if they're gonna take something that a trainer didn't give them? far as protein powder stuff like that wouldn't it make sense to go to a trainer and say hey is is anything in this gonna make me pop on a drug test you know i just i just find i just find it hard to believe that these players took something without 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 knowingly knowing what's in it um and and the fact that you know now what makes it even more suspicious to me is now that you get a lot of Clemson people are trying to spin it as in, well, this Osterin or whatever it's called is in everyday products. Oh, it's in your shampoos. It's in energy drinks. It's just, it's in the air you breathe. It's everywhere. You know? <laughs> and, and I, I don't know. I just find it hard to believe. Now, I'm not saying, I, I think at this point, someone's lying. I don't know if it's Dabo. I don't think Dabo's lying. But I think that Dexter Lawrence and these guys are are possibly not telling the whole truth. Um, but I just I just find it hard to believe that with a training staff that monitors your food intake, all you know, monitors so much of what you put in your body as a football player, that and and so many resources you have, not just Google, but the training staff itself. I just find it hard to believe that they accidentally took something that was on the NCAA's banned substance list. Yeah. Well, these kids get drug tested like any other professional athlete. And, and you're right. They, they do get monitored. Well, that, 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 to me, that would put the blame on. Because I, I, was, I was a college mm-hmm. athlete. I mean, we didn't get drug tested like these kids supposed to do. But these guys get monitored, and they get stuff given to them. Like, I, they basically get everything given to them for like protein and food and all that. So it for them, it's just like they got so much time in the day that they they really don't have a whole lot to pay attention to besides books, playbooks, um, you know what their you know what their workouts are going to be, all this other stuff. And they're like, okay, a trainer could just literally just be here. Here's your protein shake for the day, and um, they can literally just drink it, and not think anything twice of what's inside of them. You know, they're like, oh, the protein. The trainer just gave yeah, it to me. Yeah. So, if anything, that's what I, I would. If anything, I would put more blame on the training staff for being negligent and the kind of what what they're putting these uh, protein shakes and what what happens. Yeah, I could get on. I, that's what that's what their that's what their sole job is. I could get on. I could get on board with that. With the, with with it's these, but the blame is on someone. Like to say that to say that this, oh, yeah. this is in shampoo. And energy drinks, like, come on, like that. Every kid, and if if it was a shampoo and energy drinks, every football player in the country would be popping for it. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's just one of those things. But they try to get these like high price. They they're they're going for the high price guy, which they end up getting. It happens yeah. to you, somebody that pops, and they just got him. Now he's out for this bowl game. I think he's out for the championship game. They make it. Uh, he's he's out. I think for because it is it does fall under a category of PED, so for uh, testing positive on yeah. PED because this is what happened with Will Greer of Florida. So for testing positive on PED, that's an automatic uh, one year calendar calendar suspension. So, but he's done anyway. I mean, he's going in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, he's a senior. He's going to NFL draft. So he, I mean, yeah. 
Do what? Oh, no, no, no. He'll be playing on the first week next season. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's go to uh, another group of. Go ahead. It just sucks that he can't try to win a national title with his team. That's the only thing yeah. But let's go on to another group of suspended players. Uh, three for Alabama are going to be out. Um, just looking at the names and looking at kind of what they've done, the only one that may matter at all is left guard Deontay, Deontay Brown, who started five of the last six games, uh, including the SEC championship game. The other guys, I, I'm pretty sure, haven't even played this year. So, as as big of a deal as these suspensions are being made for Alabama, at the end of the day, I don't think they matter. <laughs> so, I said, as, as big of a deal as these suspensions are being made for Alabama, I don't think, at the end of the day, they don't matter. Two of the guys haven't played, and one guy's played in about five, and played in uh, five games, so. Yeah, so I would, I would, that's that just and, uh, rules, isn't it? Yeah. Hello? So, yeah, get on Nick Saban's bad yeah. side. He's like Bill Belichick. But I think the big question for Alabama, outside these three guys, uh, the health of Tua. They said that that, that ankle is, as he's practicing on it this week, he's probably 85 to 90%. Yeah. Um, I don't doubt that he's he's gonna play. He's probably gonna be he's gonna be uh, yeah. productive. But you know, you gotta if you're Bama, you gotta be concerned. One wrong hit on that ankle, and you know, Jalen Hurts is 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 back under center for you again. Oh yeah. And people are talking about like how the angle is really going to affect him. The only thing it's going to affect is yeah, yeah. I don't plant, is planting. I don't think he's, he's not the he's not as mobile as Jalen Hurts. He's not. He does it. He does. He does his damage from inside the pocket. Yeah, so the only he's thing got. Gonna, I mean, he, uh, he does have good. He's not as mobile as Jalen Hurts, but I think he's he may be a little bit faster straight line speed. I think if if you lined him up on the forty yard line and made him run in a straight line. He's he's at least as as fast as Jalen Hurts, but yeah, I agree. He he's not he's not going to be in the pocket. Dan, you know, I mean, unless he has to, unless the pocket's yeah. breaking down. But, but he's not going to be you know making a ton of people, you know, making a ton of juke moves and stuff like that on that ankle. And uh, yeah, I tend I tend to agree that the as long as it holds up through his throwing motion, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, but even uh, even if even if it does even if it does is bothering him. Um, I, I'm more than capable that Jalen Hurts can get the job done for him. Yeah, um, I don't see it being a huge issue. Uh, I think Jen, I, I think Chua uh, is gonna, you know, play very well against Oklahoma, and I think it's going to be a really good game if they can pull it out and be an awesome, you know, another rematch like we're used to seeing these two. So, it's going to be an interesting final stretch of the bowl season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get it done. I think that's all we have for today. 
That is all we have. Um, you, uh, for all of you guys out there, I hope you guys have a safe New Year's Eve uh, weekend. Uh, this is the, week, uh, the day for holiday season where you guys like to drink a lot. Just be sure to drink responsibly. Use Uber, taxis, Lyft. I don't care what it is. Just get home safely. You guys have a. We want to see. We want to hear. We want to see you guys into the new year. That's absolutely our podcast right. Next year. So, so for uh, Philip Fizzy Barton, I'm Drew Fluffy Ghost. You guys have a, a great weekend. Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year, and we'll see you all next week.